right. Welcome in to another episode of We're Talking. Today we're talking baseball, Sunbelt Conference baseball with Danny Reed, voice of the Georgia Southern Eagles, and Jay Walker, voice of the UL Raging Cajuns. How are you today, Danny? I'm doing okay. Hope you guys are doing well too. Hey, you know, it's uh it's sunshine. I think we've we might actually get through a day without rain. So it's uh it's 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 gonna be a beautiful day. Jay, how are you? Lovely. Lovely. Have you uh, recuperated from the uh, trips? No, I have not either. <laughs> it may be a couple days yet, you know, but I, that's okay. I I think I was with the team the last five weeks, traveling, watching baseball. Which which trust me, I am not complaining about at all. But uh, getting home Monday uh, morning uh, from from the trip to uh, Coral Gables was. It, we all need several naps. Yes. I, I took mine yesterday and uh, missed the first 30 minutes of the A's pirate game because of a nap. Well, you missed and, the game, then. Well, actually, it worked out perfectly. By the time I walked back in and had the TV on, Hogan was coming out to pitch. So I, I missed the seven-run barrage of A's. So that, uh, that's okay. You wouldn't have known any of the names anyway. Uh, they, they, God, they are a horrible team. We, we, uh, you know, Hogan Harris, former raging Cajun. Uh, the, the nice part about it was, uh, his dad had called me right before we left for Miami and they were playing the Marlins. So got to see Hogan pitch, got to see Hogan after the game, say hello and get a quick picture, talk with his mom. Uh, good trip. Good trip. So it, it, it's funny when stuff works out like that. It, you know, it really is because, you know, it, it was uh, 2015. We're playing in the Sunbelt Conference baseball tournament in Troy, Alabama. And our girls are in a super regional in Auburn, an hour and 25 minutes away. So uh, I've had several opportunities like that to be able to catch two different things on one trip. So. Now, if we can just uh, get a regional in the state of Kentucky so that we can go bourbon shopping at the same time, we, we would be very happy. Crazy. So, all right, guys. Um, let's go back to the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Danny, I know uh, not the best of weeks for Georgia Southern, but at the same time, you probably got to watch a lot of baseball afterwards so i'm hoping that i think i'm I'm trying to go back here a little bit you know the the cajuns i think it really helped the cajuns actually i think to lose maybe the first game because then they were able to play coastal two more times which all of that helped their rpi your thoughts on that or do you think it would have been probably the close to the same outcome if they had to beat coastal twice well, I'll begin with if you have to say that you had a week at a conference tournament, the odds are you did pretty well. You're not going to say you had a bad week at a conference tournament unless for some reason you had to work it. But, yeah, it, it was different losing that first game, the play-in game, and not being there for the rest of the rest of everything that happened. But I, I can see what you're saying a little bit because – you know, the Cajuns go into the tournament and they're right on the fringe. I know D1 baseball had them as one of the first four out and it's hard to say exactly where they were, but don't tell me that beating a top 10 team twice didn't help clinch that. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with you there. Uh, Jay, a, a disappointing uh, I guess, finished to the conference tournament. Uh, I think the Cajuns ran out of a little bit of gas there. Uh, but overall, what were your thoughts on the conference tournament? You know, I'm first of all, what gorgeous weather, okay? What incredibly gorgeous weather. Now, the night that Georgia Southern played, it was uh, it was chilly, it was overcast, it was all of that stuff. But the rest of the time, it's like temperatures in the low 80s, upper 50s, and in cloudless skies, um, you know, after two years ago when we were in the upper 90s every day, it was the weather was just amazing. And and 
that part of it was terrific. I um I think I'm with you, Craig. I think that two wins over Coastal is what got him to the finish line. Um, but you can do that. Um, you know, I'm I'm just I'm just glad it worked out. You know, I, it's not going to overanalyze it. I'm just glad it worked out. And uh, the Cajuns got an at-large bid, which I think is a step forward for the program. And um, it, it it turned out great. You know, the tournament itself was a lot of fun. Now, it was chalk most of the way until, uh, uh, in fact, I think until we beat Coastal. But um, it was, uh, the, the tournament, uh, there was a lot of good baseball. A, a lot of, a lot of fun baseball to watch, I thought. Danny, how how surprised were you, though, with App State, uh, you know, taking a game from Southern Miss, but at the same time getting as far as they did? Because uh, I don't think they were one of those teams that going into you had said, uh, I'm going to see them in the quarterfinals. Well, I, I want to say part of it is we've been talking most of the year about how this was App State's best offensive team under Kermit Smith, and – it was basically, hey, you've improved, but put up or shut up a little bit. And they did a lot of that without Xander Hamilton. You would think he's got to be the one on the mound if they're going to do anything, but he's okay against Troy. Then he comes back, and I think he got – I want to say he got into the third inning of that next game against Southern Miss, and that's what a lot of teams had to do bring guys back multiple days early just to give themselves a chance. I know that's what you guys had to do with Mizzou and then Fluno ultimately for the championship game. But for app for years, they've been the, Oh, they're just in the league. That's a team that you're going to get at least two wins against. But now going into 24, that's a team that just played in the semifinals. So maybe that's not as much of a, okay, it's finally taken place where they've taken a step forward instead of just, I mean, they, they basically treaded water for about five years. I think they have finally taken a step forward instead of just being 18. You know, I think if, um, if they find a couple more arms, because I think that's where they were lacking, okay, their, their pitching staff wasn't very deep. They find a couple of more arms to go with that kind of a lineup, and um, they're going to they're gonna be right there because I'll tell you what, I like the way they swung the bat. Now they 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 lose a couple guys, all right. But um if he can go ahead and replace those and add a couple of arms, ooh, App State, you know, we might be talking about them as a team that you'd better respect or else. Um and I gotta tell you, you know, Kermit Davis, it's it's been slow but sure. But I don't think they've taken a step back in any year since he's been there. I think they've gotten progressively better, baby steps for the most part. Uh, and and I think this year they took a big step forward. Jay, any surprises for you from the tournament? Not really. Um, like I said, the, the tournament was mostly chalk. Um, you know, I, I think that Troy got blessed with that walk-off home run because I because they were beat I thought uh and uh and the 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 walk-off home run that they got kind of propelled them a little bit but no I I there was really nothing that I found shocking uh in the tournament at all except maybe for the win-win that App State got over Southern Miss I don't know that anybody expected that other than that I, I didn't there there were no real surprises to me Danny for you anything stood out I don't know how many Cajun fans are going to like hearing this, but I, I did not expect Louisiana to get to Sunday, not having to be coastal twice. And that's no slight. I just know that that's how good coastal was, but they didn't look like they had a whole lot of punch from the, I know that they led three, nothing in the first game of what turned out to be a double header, but they just didn't look like they had a whole lot of energy about them. And I don't know if it's because they thought they already had a national seed locked up or whatever, but it once that first game was done and getting into the second game, you kind of felt with their lack of pitching depth that, okay, it's game on. Now, granted, you might feel that way anyway because it's win or go home, but after they blew that 3 nothing lead and it just didn't seem like they had a whole lot of fight to them, then maybe it was a little bit more realistic that it was going to be the Cajuns and Southern Miss one more time. No, I absolutely agree with you. And I, I talked about that with uh, Chris Russo in the fifth inning 
of the first game, you look over to the Coastal Carolina bench, and two-thirds of their bench was just sitting back, not up on the rail, not cheering their team, just just like they were exhausted and, and they were tired. And they had the previous day off. That was shocking. Yeah. So, well, moving on from there, uh, you know, Troy, Cajuns, uh, uh, Southern Miss, and, and Coastal all get into the tournament. Let's start out with Troy in 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 Tuscaloosa. Um, All right, let let me ask Danny this though. Danny, sure. were you surprised when you saw they were one of the last four teams in? Which who are we talking about? Troy. Troy. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, and then it, it made you it made that walk off home run that much bigger because I thought that they were pretty safely in. But to see that they were last four, it was – I think that caught a lot of people off guard. That, And then you think about some of the teams out west that didn't get in that probably had good cases. But for Troy to be that far back in the selection process, it was, oh, good <laughs> good on Myers and good on, good on Tremaine Cobb for coming to life when they did. Troy, um, you know – going into the regional you know Brady Fuller had been had had been hurt when he came back he wasn't very effective uh so the, so their bats were going to have to get some things done and and kudos to him for that that win over BC because BC's got a good club and yeah. and they went ahead and got that done and then they are one throw to first base away from moving into the regional final Tremaine Cobb Jr. throws away a ground ball you know what it reminded me of? Something that Tony Robichaux used to say that one game, one way or the other, the game is going to pay you back. And I remember he hit he hit the home run and almost got ejected because yeah. of the way he celebrated. And then he makes the errant throw to first base and it cost him the game. And I said, gee, maybe the game just paid him back because the game don't like when you showboat like that. I've watched that clip a bunch and I don't know what happened because it was a high throw. It wasn't a bad throw. I just wonder if somehow it just didn't get caught for whatever reason, because it, it just didn't seem to me like it was that out of the ordinary for that play to be made. That's the end of the inning. It, it was, it was just a little wild the way that the ball just kind of got by. And he got the air because it wasn't touched, but that was just, that was weird. I, I haven't had an opportunity to look at it. So I, I really can't comment, but I'm, I will go back and look at it because uh, of just the way it ended. And we had a uh, late night co phone call from a friend who uh, likes to uh, drink heavily and then watch baseball and then call us in the middle of the night. So it was a interesting evening and as he, proceeded to explain how Troy had lost the game. So, but, um, you know, overall, what, what were your thoughts on, on the way Troy finished the season though? Danny, sorry. Well, to play off what Jay said a little bit, Boston college is not only a very good team. I thought they should have hosted it. It's, it's just another instance of, RPI needs to be fixed. It, it does. And, and basketball figured a way to do it. Baseball's trying. I, it's it's got to happen at some point. Boston College should have hosted because you you know that most of your seeds are probably going to be in the Southeast. I'm not naive to think that you need to spread them out and make sure everything's equal. But it does seem like only one out West in Stanford and none from the Northeast when BC was more than capable of hosting. There, there just has to be something done about this because otherwise you've got this big old set of teams that just rotated, rotated constantly. And then you might get a couple of grapes out West and up in the Northeast here and there. Moving on to, uh, I agree with you. I think, uh, I'm sorry, before I move on, I, I was thinking of a comment and then forgot about it, then remembered it again as I started speaking. And, and yes, I'm a little dizzy myself talking like that. But, you know, I do think the Northeast does not get the uh, credit that they do, especially uh, the majority of the teams having to travel the first month or so of the season. Well, you know, you've got um, 
there there aren't a lot of clubs in the Northeast that are going to have the type of resume necessary because most teams in the Northeast don't play in one of the big conferences. Boston College does. And their connection with the ACC, I think, made their resume good enough. I think a, a, I think a regional at Fenway Park would have been kind of cool. I, that, that's just me, you know. Um, I, I, but I agree. I agree with you, Danny. I think BC should have been on the host list. All right. Heading to Coral Gables next, Cajuns and that large bid, and then head to Coral Gables and uh, game one face uh, Texas Longhorns. Jay, uh, you and I have talked a lot about this. I won't say that it was their best game, but I thought it was their most complete game. And I don't think they lost the game. I think they got beat by the game. Yeah. You know, uh, they take away a three run homer from Taylor. Dylan Campbell makes one of the best defensive plays I've seen maybe in years. And uh, to take one, maybe two runs away, because I'm not so sure if he doesn't make that play, I'm not so sure it's not an inside the park home run. Um but they made those two plays and it uh, saved them four or five runs and they were able to win the game. I thought the Cajuns competed against that arm really, really well because he was really a good pitcher. Uh, I thought Nezu was just terrific. Um, I thought the Cajuns played a pretty complete game. They just didn't win. Danny, uh, I I know you watch, I mean, this is a great time of the year to be watching baseball. So what were your thoughts on the regional? Anything in particular stand out? Rain in Miami in May and June. Who knew? <laughs> but, you know, uh, yes. But at the same time, we were never really delayed by rain. It was mainly lightning or the threat of rain. I don't know. Now, there were a few raindrops uh, in games where the Cajuns were scheduled to play. The only time it rained was before that last Texas-Miami game, which delayed it a little bit. But no, it was the, the threat of rain. It was lightning in the area. It was that sort of thing. But also, part of that was um, the the NCAA representatives getting together with the coaches prior to the game and them saying, look, the weather forecast says this is coming. We don't want to start the game and then have to stop it in the second and third inning and, and burn a pitcher. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to keep the integrity of this going, which I thought was a very good move. So they went ahead and delayed things for a while to make sure that they would get the games in without compromising the pitching of the teams involved. And I thought that was a smart move. Uh, and, and I thought just the, the, the grounds crew to everybody uh, there – Look, was excellent. You can tell they've hosted before because they know how to do it. Their their grounds crew was excellent. The workers, the security, the everybody connected with that tournament did a first class job. I thought I, I was very very impressed. Obviously, they've done it before. It's one of those things that literally, if they were bringing out the tarp, you knew within the next five to ten minutes they were going to get some rain showers. Wasn't a whole lot always, but they protected the field and did what they needed to. And we didn't have to pick up equipment until we saw the tarp coming out. So good job by them. So kudos to them. But, you know, uh, Texas is going to head to Stanford next. And I know Texas State went out there last year. Um, what? How do you think that plays? Because I, I just I, – I'm not sure that Texas has the bullpen – And then also coming from the central time zone, going to the eastern time zone, going back to Texas, and now going two time zones away again. Do you think that's going to play any part in in the weekend, Danny? Knowing how Texas operates, they're going to do everything they can to make sure that that is not a factor. But what I will say is that this is going to feature two teams that are really good at situational hitting. It seemed like whenever Texas needed a hit, they got it. And for Stanford having to battle their way through that one, whenever they needed a big hit, they got it. Jay, your thoughts since we just saw Texas? You know, we have a tendency, I think, as as Southerners with our egos to dismiss West Coast baseball. 
and I think that's a mistake. Oh, I agree. I, I think they play a different brand of baseball on the West Coast. You know, we saw that when Irvine came in, you know, last year and other teams from the West Coast that have come in. Um, so I think Stanford's really good. And I think that, you know, Texas would have been hosting had they not pooped the bed in the conference tournament. They were host worthy up until then. I think that's got a chance to be a hell of a super regional. I have a lot of questions about Texas after their first two arms and their ninth inning guy. I have, I have questions about the pitching uh, on that team. I, I like Stanford in that super regional, not going to be shocked if Texas wins. Uh, but man, I think, I think you underestimate the West coast at your own risk. I know you're you're technically I'm not technically you are three time zones away, Danny, from the West Coast and and I uh because of because of what I have set up here with TVs and everything, I watch a lot of West Coast baseball late in the evening and it, it's fun and uh it, it's it it is different, but man, I, I enjoy it. What are your thoughts on West Coast baseball since we got off on this? they constantly put pressure on your defense, whether it's stealing, hitting and running, you better know how to play bunt defense because you are going to see a load of it. And in some cases, you'd like to say an artificial surface would help, but in other ways, maybe it doesn't because maybe you get lulled into the, oh, well, this is easy, but you can tell that sometimes a ball will take a subtle turn or a spin that you're, that you're not ready for. But if you're facing a West Coast team, you better be prepared to do things a little bit differently if you're going to get out of there with a victory. Good deal. Uh, who was? Oh, Coastal Carolina. Uh, did we talk about that one already? No, we didn't. And and you know, look, shame on them. Okay, shame on them. You know, you've got Liam Doyle goes out and no hits rider for six innings. You have the game in hand. You go to your bullpen with a couple of guys who have been pretty good for him, and they give up nine runs to Ryder, a team that's never won an NCAA tournament game, the champions of one of the worst conferences in all of college baseball. You find a way to tie the game. And then Sharkey finds a way to give it away. Shame on them. Because if they don't lose that game, they win that regional. Oh, yeah, and sure. and the 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 you know the obviously their lack of pitching, you know, bit them on the last day. But shame on them. You don't you don't blow a lead to Ryder of all people. And this is the second straight time that they've hosted a regional that they have not gotten out of that regional. Yeah. I, I did not see, I, I mean, I, I followed the games, did not get to see a whole lot of it, but in, in, in game two or game three of that regional, I, I, I it might've been game four, whatever it is, but Duke and Ryder is un, the undefeated team and Duke only wins two to one. So is Ryder maybe a little bit better than we think or no. Okay. No. Baseball. Right. Baseball. I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you, man. Baseball got him. Yep. Baseball no, is going to baseball all of the time. I absolutely agree. I, I just, you know, I think that that victory over Coastal gave them a little uh, false hope there, and I think they played above their heads the next day. Look, if you're them, you're probably feeling the same way. They're not supposed to go beat Coastal, especially not to score nine runs that late in the game. You're not, you're not supposed to do that. You know, they, they get to the if necessary game and Coastal, uh, I mean, Duke just spins the game out of control and beats Coastal at their own game. There were more balls flying out of that park uh, that afternoon than I, I've seen even in some of the Coastal games. Yeah, but Coastal's defense was a big reason that that all happened in the first place because if Coastal makes some, I wouldn't say routine plays, but may, if they don't make or if they start to make makeable plays, Chop off a good bit of that, and it's a ball game. But you don't. Duke hits bombs, and you're looking up, and it's 11 to nothing, and your season's over before it's actually over.
the uh, the final regional. Uh, where did they play at Auburn? That's right, <laughs> Southern Miss. You know, uh, they go out. Uh, okay, Southern Miss loses to Samford in their first game, which isn't a disgrace. Okay, because I think Samford's got a good club. No, they're solid. But Auburn loses to the Ivy League champion in Penn. Now you've got Southern Miss and Auburn playing in an elimination game. And as soon as Southern Miss won that game, in my opinion, the regional was over. Because the team you're going to have to beat twice is Penn. And with all due respects to the Quakers, they were they were they were they weren't going to beat Southern Miss. They they just weren't. Uh, the you know the last game wound up being great. It was right there you know at the end. You had to make a, a play at the end, and a, their pitching was thin, and they had to go and, and and get an out. But I thought as soon as Southern Miss beat Auburn, the regional was over, and and, and I especially felt that way when Penn beat Samford. Because you, you, that wasn't Oral Roberts that was the four seed in that region, okay? It was Penn. No disrespect to them, but they weren't going to beat Southern Miss. And we already had the discussion earlier about why Boston College didn't host. And look, it's easy to say, well, Auburn shouldn't have hosted because they went two and Q. You, 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 can't, you can't make that kind of generalization. But going in, I don't think Auburn should have been a host. I don't either. I, I thought that that was what it was, and maybe it was a little bit of baseball humble pie. Well, and, and you know, here's the other thing. I get tired of hearing people on the committee say, well, you know, yes, I was on the committee, but I have to leave the room when my team gets discussed. Well, guess what? There's 24 hours in a damn day. And you think that when they're not in session, and not talking about your team? You think you ain't plugging away? Look, Cohen got it done. Props to him. But don't give me the, well, I got to leave the room. Shut up. Shut up. You were you were politicking the entire time, and you got your way. Good for you. Wow. Okay. I agree with you. I mean, but uh, looking, looking not, I mean, just in general, um, uh, any big surprises for you, Danny, across the other regionals? Maybe an Oral Roberts coming out of there, even though they had beat Oklahoma State twice uh, earlier in the year? Oklahoma State um, was pissed when they saw that Oral Roberts was coming as the four seed. Absolutely. They were pissed. Oral Roberts owns that league. Every year they own that league. And if, if you thought that Oklahoma State was, gonna roll, was just going to roll through that, then you clearly don't know college baseball that well. Yeah, and and um, yeah. So the fact that they were four seed winning that regional, I don't think is a big shock to anybody who follows college baseball. And I'm just here to tell you, Oregon better strap it on. I, I was happy being. I can say a little bit of personal experience here with Georgia Southern getting a national, getting a top sixteen last year. I was really happy that Indiana State got one. And just because they won it doesn't mean they should have gotten it. Like we said with Auburn, just because they lost doesn't mean they didn't deserve it. But the way that they played this year, who they beat, what they did, I was glad to see that that was done right and Indiana State was a top 16. And, and you know, that was, I thought, a formidable regional because North Carolina's got a solid club. Iowa was one of those teams that, maybe wasn't valued high enough because they could really pitch. Um, and so the fact that Sycamores got through that unscathed, um, that's that's very impressive. Now, you know, they would be hosting had it not been for the fact. And there are not hotel rooms available in that area because that area is hosting Special Olympics. And so, therefore, Indiana State could not, you know, could not guarantee the, the proper number of hotel rooms and stuff. And so they're going to travel to TCU um, to play a team that, my God, they swung the bat well in, in Fayetteville. Um, 
you know, not playing at home is going to hurt the Sycamores. Frankly, I don't know if it matters all that much because, man, TCU is really playing great baseball right now. And they humiliated Arkansas. I mean, that Arkansas is the number three national seed. And TCU didn't beat them. They humiliated them. I mean, the Cajuns are familiar with TCU from last year, and I think they just took another step forward. But how surprised were you, not that Indiana State won their regional, but but did it in three games? I mean, because that's a pretty good ball club. There, no, there were. You know, North Carolina and Iowa were quality teams. Um, you know, I don't know that Indiana State wins their regional if they don't do it in three games. So, um, you know, I when I looked at that regional, I actually picked Iowa to win that region. Um, you know, Indiana State got it done and 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 good for them. But I, I think if they don't go one, two, three, I don't know if they're able to win it. Fair enough. What about Clemson, the Clemson regional with Tennessee coming out of there? To me, I mean, Clemson's number four seed uh, just didn't take care of business and, and got beat. Well, Clemson has been known to do that uh, in recent years. And and here's the other thing. Maybe it's poetic justice for Tennessee. Number one national seed last year didn't get out of their own regional. And so this year, there were two seed. Now, there are eight hosts from the Southeastern Conference. So you're talking about at best the ninth best team in the SEC uh, going ahead and getting uh, through that regional at Clemson. And now, you know, they have to go to Southern Miss. But here's a team that was the best team on the planet a year ago that underachieved. And now they have a team that's overachieving a little bit. Well, what about Charlotte in that regional, though? Because they wouldn't have gotten into the tournament if they didn't win the AAC tournament. Right. So, I mean, they take down Clemson three to two. Actually, and... that was the Conference USA tournament. Was it? Yeah, Tulane won the American. That's right. That's right. Charlotte's going to the AAC next year. Correct. So, a little lost on myself here. But still, uh, it, it, it's just one of those things. Danny, you're, you're familiar with Tennessee. I, I know you guys. Oh, yeah. Play. Yeah. Yeah. We know the walls. <laughs> so, uh, but any surprise uh, that they came out of that, I mean, out of that Clemson regional, and any surprise that Charlotte was able to beat Clemson? I mean, I guess you're always a little bit – you have to be a little bit surprised. But uh... Look, I think that Clemson accomplished more than what it was expecting to do in back at his first year to have that kind of season, be a national seed. Because they, they had dipped a little bit with Monty, and I've, I've known Monty Lee for a long time with his tenure as the head coach of the College of Charleston. And Clemson, when he was there, brought – they came down here in 2016, so I've known Monty for a long time. But that long – I think they had a 16-game winning streak going into – because they won the ACC tournament. They had a 16-game winning streak. You like to think that they were peaking, but maybe it was just – maybe it was a little bit too much. And maybe they thought that this was just going to be the magic carpet ride of magic carpet rides. I'm not surprised that Tennessee came out of it because even though that they've gone from the brash 57 win team from last year to, a, I'm not going to say they're humble, but they're not as much as what they were last year, but maybe deep down, they were the best overall team in that region. And it has been funny to watch them and Southern Miss go back and forth these last couple of days, but the committee got it right. Southern Miss should absolutely be hosting this super. And there's not really much of an argument. I know Tennessee will try to SEC their way into it, but there is no reason why Southern Miss is not hosting the super considering how close they were to being one of the top 16 seeds and Tennessee was not. Right. Let, let me, uh, let me ask you this quick. Cause I don't know for sure. Was it the NCAA selection committee that made the decision on the host of the super regional? I thought that that's what happened. I could I could be mistaken on that, but I okay, thought, but no. I but I I think it is too. And if it is, here's my hypothesis on the reasoning. No, Cohen, we gave you your way about Auburn. You're not going to SEC your way through this one. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. All right. 
So while we're on Tennessee, and we'll, uh, let's wrap it up here, but what does Southern Miss have to do to go out and, and take this? Uh, they're hosting. They've got all the opportunity in the world. You know, I believe it's a Thursday, Saturday, uh, for Saturday, Saturday Sunday, Sunday, Monday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I believe that you have to go out that first night with Tanner Hall and get the, get the win. What's your thoughts, Danny? I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. If Tanner Hall wins the first game, they're going to go to Omaha. Jay? Because they, they missed an opportunity last year and they know it. I, I agree. I, I think if Tanner Hall goes out now, I also think that if Tanner Hall doesn't win game one, they have no chance. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I think that this is going to be decided the first game. I, I agree with both of you. I mean, this is such a veteran team that's coming and, you, and you've got the the story of, of the coach retiring and all that. This, this can be a, a, as much as I hate to say it, a storybook finish for them. And, uh, I kind of the the sports hatred in me says I don't want Southern Miss to be the team that goes out and does it their first year in the Sun Belt. But at the same time, it's really good for the Sun Belt. Anybody disagree or just just want to make me look foolish? Southern Miss hasn't been in the league long enough for me to really hate them. Um, Jay, you, you there is enough. Between these two teams I, for the I, last 40 years. I, I, I know, but conference hate is different. Yes. And I don't think they've been in the league long enough for me to really hate them. So I'm hoping Southern Miss gets there. I, I do. I, I Besides, I'm not going to root against Southern Miss playing frickin' Tennessee. Oh, well, I agree. totally agree with you there. Danny, why are we stupid? Oh, I mean, about this. That's, that's loaded. <laughs> I don't know if I want to touch that right now. Look, uh, Southern Miss can be pretty kind of polarizing because their fans are some of the loudest, metaphorically and actually, of any fan base in the country. But you will never doubt that they are all in on everything that that school does. They love that place. They are bought in. They care to a fault. And that's something that's a little bit endearing. There are some that are only in it because it's trendy. It is a bandwagon kind of deal. It's not sustaining. It's just a, oh, we're good. Let's be happy about this. Next year, oh, we stink. Well, I don't like baseball anyway. Southern Miss could be 0-56, and you would still hear every fan on every pitch whenever you go to a game at Pete Taylor Park. And that's the kind of fan base that you want. Yep. I, I'm you want with you. For that kind of fan base. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I agree with everything you said there. And also, uh, okay, let's, let's, let's make predictions on the eight for Omaha right here with the, with the eight super regionals. Southern Miss and Tennessee, we've said if then, but who are you picking? It, it's weird the way history works. Corky Palmer went in his last year. I'll say that. Southern Miss goes in Scott Berry's last year. I'm with you. Agree. All right. TCU and Indiana State. Now, you had, you had left the room when we were talking about Indiana State not being able to host because of the Special Olympics uh, and how much TCU just went out and embarrassed Arkansas. I'm, um, I'm feeling the horny frogs right here. Yeah. As, as cool as it would be to see a non-P5 get there, I, th I think if this was up in Terre Haute, I think Indiana State probably does it. But TCU's on an offensive heater right now. Now, you don't know if it's going to be able to translate over the course of a week off the field. But I, th I think there's something to what they're doing. And I think that Sarlos gets into Omaha. Oral Roberts in uh, um, Oregon, Danny. <laughs> Oral Roberts. I, I will be pulling for Oral Roberts. I don't – I. I think it's very similar. I think for them to win, they've got to go out the first night and, and take that first victory. Jay? I'm I I think that there's just something about Oral Roberts, man, this year. I just think they're really freaking good. I I think that there's no way that team should have been a four seed. I, I don't care where you put them. 
there's no way they should have been a four seed. So, so I'm going with um, whatever their nickname is now. Uh, uh, Eagles. They're the Golden Eagles also, right? Earl Roberts? It looks like an eagle on there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. Is that is that going to be held in Tulsa? No, that's in Oregon. Okay, because I just – the first game when you put up the Super Regional – No, it's a, it's in Oregon. Shows Oral Roberts at the bottom as the home team. So, all right. Danny, did we already ask you? Yeah, we already Sorry. asked him. LSU and Kentucky, Danny. In Baton Rouge. No. Yeah. yeah yes. 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 Stop it. Leave me alone. You can't tell me that a team that has the national player of the year and the national pitcher of the year isn't going to win that super. I just I know that he can only pitch once, but I you you can't tell me that Kentucky is going down there and winning that. Jake. The knock against LSU for a good part of the season was with all the injuries they've had to the pitching staff that after Skeens, they were very ordinary. We've seen more pitchers start to step up for LSU. Now I'm going to, all right, you ready? I think LSU is going to win the national championship. I, I agree with you on uh, them winning uh, the, the super regional. I'm not sure. I've said from the beginning, I thought, especially before the season started, when, when we first started talking about this, I thought the uh, LSU had the best team, and it wasn't even close. Uh, we'll see what happens after this weekend. I, I, I'll tell you, I think it's. I think the, the champion comes out of the Southeastern Conference this year, either LSU or Florida, but I'm picking the Tigers right now. Okay. Uh, Dan Danny, uh, Duke and Virginia. The 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 heart would probably tell you Duke, but I think Virginia has just been here too much. It, it's 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 a very Southern Miss feel. I know Southern Miss has only been to Omaha once, but when they get to a certain point, you just feel like they're going to figure it out. And with Virginia, you just you feel like they're going to figure it out because their starting pitching has been really really good. I'm with you. I I will go with that. Um, I'm going to skip the next one. We're going to move around. Uh, South Carolina. In Florida, I think it's Florida, and I don't know that it's that close. I I would tend to agree with you there. I I think it might be closer because let's remember when South Carolina was like thirty four and five, just how good they were. Oh yeah, and and then you know then the bed got really messy. But I think that they've washed and and bleached the sheets, um, and and I think this I think that's going to be a really good series. I like Florida, but I don't know that I like them as much as you guys do. Fair enough. Uh, Alabama and Wake Forest, Danny. I I would love, love to see Wake Forest do it. I, and I, I actually think that Wake Forest is going to win it all, personally. Jay, Alabama and Wake Forest. With what's happened to the number one seeds the last few years, it's got to happen sometime. It's got to. It, it's. it's <laughs> I'm looking at this saying, Alabama's got no business winning that super regional, but history tells you they might. Yeah. Wake Forest. Wake Forest is really good. I think they're the best team in the country. I don't think they're going to win the national championship. Um. I, I I'm going to pick Wake. But I'm not going to be shocked just based on history. Uh, I, I do think at some point Wake Forest will fall. I do not think it'll be in this super regional. And I think Wake Forest crushes the little crimson tide I, into submission. You know, I, I will say this. When it gets to Omaha, if Wake Forest is in it, that's the team I'm going to root for. Not because they got great pitching, not because, but because of Tom Walter. You know, Tom Walter is a guy who used to coach in the Sun Belt Conference. Tom Walter won a championship or two at the University of New Orleans. When New Orleans made the decision to drop down to D3, Tom Walter got on the phone and found a place for every one of his kids to go play. Then when he got to Wake Forest, he gave a player a kidney. How can you not root for that dude? 
So I'll be rooting for Wake. If they if they get to Omaha, that's the team that I'm rooting for. Finally, uh, the Longhorns headed out west. Danny? This is the one I've got the most trouble with because, look, it's two marquee programs, two of the most important programs in the history of college baseball. So it's going to be must-watch just for the sake of that. I, I got a feeling about Texas. I, I don't know what it is, but it's gas. <laughs> for so, me, for me, it comes down to their ability to get the to get the big hit. Jay, this is, I think, on paper, the most competitive of the super regionals. Texas, like I said earlier, they were they were one conference tournament away from being a host. And what happened down in Coral Gables, I don't think was a fluke, nor do I think was an upset. I, I think Texas is really good. I'm, um, I want to pick Stanford because I don't want to devalue the West coast, but I saw Texas up close. They're good. And, and, and so I'm going with the horns. Uh, agree with almost everything you said. Uh, I do think it was no fluke that I thought Texas was the best team in the re regional in Coral Gables, and I don't think it was close there whatsoever. Although I do think uh, Texas is a very good ball club, I think that the travel finally gets to them, and Stanford takes that regional. You know, Danny, just going back, I saw Dylan Cruz this year. I saw um, I super I saw Cooper Rawls strike him out looking in the ninth inning. He's he's probably the best player in college baseball as far as position players are concerned. But man, Yo-Yo Morales down at Miami, he's the best player I saw this year based on the games that I saw. Okay, based on the one game that I saw him play and the one game I saw Dylan Cruz play. Yo-Yo Morales is a man. He is on the fast track to the big leagues. It's not going to be long for him before he's in a Major League Baseball uniform. That dude can play. Danny, any uh, final comments before we sign off for the day? Well, part of me is a little upset because all of us are done with our seasons, but now we get the chance to do what we don't get a chance to do a ton Let's just be fans. Yeah. Just enjoy what we're watching. Pull for somebody just for the sake of pulling for somebody. Like a, a, a storyline like a Tom Walter, a storyline like a Texas and Stanford. Can Indiana State get there? Can Oral Roberts get there? That's where I think that college baseball has taken a slight edge over March Madness because of the way that the game has improved. Look, I, we, we could talk all we want to about pitch clocks and mound visits and mound disengagements and everything else that's trying to distract from the game itself. But part of this game, this game of college baseball improving is the Sunbelt getting better there. I think the Sunbelt is a power five league. Now, if you want to use that kind of name in baseball, but also the storytelling for some of these programs has, I think, trumped what March Madness has done for the last couple of years. Not that March Madness still isn't great, but there's been something about NCAA baseball regionals these last few years that's been really, really compelling. And I think it's gone ahead of college basketball in some ways. I, I, I didn't, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on that, this, but is part of that you think, uh, as far as the March Madness uh, part of it you're talking about, because I agree with you, is that because Cinderella is being pushed out of the tournament, in your opinion? Because I don't see I don't see Syracuse, an 18 and 16 team, as Cinderella. Well, but we saw what Florida Atlantic did this year. Yeah. You know, I mean C Cinderella got invited to the prom. Um, but I'm but I'm with Danny in that those are few and far between now. You know, it 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 uh I, I, of course, you know, loving baseball as much as I do, I would probably take it over March Madness anytime. But, but I, but I think your point is well taken, Danny. I, 
I think that in um, in college baseball, every year Cinderella lives, and you know they may they may die a step away from Omaha or they may, or, or or whatever. But you know what? Fifteen years. When you get right down to it, fifteen years is not a long time. It really isn't. 15 years ago, a number four seed won the national championship in Fresno State. 15 years ago. Hey, Oral Roberts. I I hope you get to dance, baby. Danny, Jay, thank you very much. Let's get together next week and make some picks for the uh, College World Series. The, the teams will be set. Um, I, I agree. You know, it, it's funny because I want to say that the nice part about baseball, you're not one and done. Baseball is a game of series. And if you're baseball guys like us, almost feel like kind of wish they were playing a seven-game series to go to Omaha. But at the same time, I get it. You can't do that. Do you, you understand what I'm saying there, Danny? Well, with basketball, the best team doesn't always win. The hottest team wins. And look, baseball, there is that to a degree. But if you can't find a way to get your pitching lined up at least well enough and you can't get the two-out hit consistently, even though you might be the better team on paper, you're not going to live very long. I'll take uh, I'll take two out of three over one and done anytime. So, yeah. Hey, guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time today. You got it. Let's chat again next week. And then uh, as soon as baseball season, college baseball season's over with, we'll chat some of this Major League Baseball over a bourbon or something in the evening. I like the part about over a bourbon. <laughs> and But in all reality with him, he will be under a bourbon because the bourbon will be above as he's trying to finish that glass. So Sounds good either way. Yes. You've been listening to We're Talking. We've been talking baseball, Sunbelt Conference baseball, NCAA baseball, and uh, the love of the game. So for Danny Reed, Jay Walker, I'm Craig Malonsong. Thanks for listening. I did the wrong thing. Oh, first time ever, I'm sure. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, uh, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.